0: Welcome everyone to episode six of Today in the Scene. I'm Joe with Indie Arcade Wave, and this is my co-host Dylan with Galactic Battleground. Hey, what's up? Shout out to our sponsors, Can Arcade, Everything Arcade, Music and Cannabis. Now, this week we have the pleasure of speaking with Chaco. He works with Bumblebash. Bash. Um, I'm actually gonna let or Bumblebear, I'm actually gonna let him just kind of go into what he does because it seems like he wears a lot of hats there.
1: Hey, um I'm Dexter Chaco. Uh yeah, so I started at Bumblebear. We're a we're a small indie arcade game company. We are responsible for uh, Killer Queen, the 5v5 arcade uh strategy game. Um but uh I started at Bumblebear as a support guy, the support guy, I guess. I was uh responsible for helping everyone fix their machines. Um Then I wound up doing manufacturing and parts purchasing, uh, to help start building cabinets. Um, and then I wound up shifting into, uh, the director of marketing and, and PR. So, um, I still do all of those things, uh, (laughs) at the same time, (laughs) but, um, yeah, so, I'm the director of three departments and the only person in all three departments. So, pretty <laughs> pretty cool. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, you gave us kind of an
0: idea of like what you do at Bumblebear. How did you get involved with them? Like when was the first time you saw Killer Queen and when did you decide you wanted to be part of the team?
1: Um, so I was teaching uh music to kids at a place called School of Rock um and I was starting to get really burned out from that. And um, the arcade bar that opened up uh, by me is called UpDown. And when UpDown opened, um, my buddy Chris uh, sent me a tweet about this game called Killer Queen. And he was like, dude, you got to play this game. I played it once. It's super hype. You got to check it out. And so, um, yeah, after I think it was only like a month Uh, UpDown got Killer Queen and I had already been going to UpDown like almost every night at that point I would just get out of get off of work from like a full day of teaching and I would just go straight to UpDown and um, once they got Killer Queen it was like such a phenomenon in Minneapolis like I mean the scene quickly grew to like I don't know over a 100 people that would pretty consistently come out just to play. There was like, there were no league nights. There was no organized play in the beginning. It was just like dozens and dozens of people that came every night because the arcade bar was new and like killer queen was new to a lot of people. So it was just like the perfect storm of, you know, escapism and like this new thing and, you know, meeting a bunch of cool people and doing something that you haven't done before. And so yeah, I like went full I went like full on deep down the Killer Queen rabbit hole, like wanted to be the best at it, like wanted to play all the time, loved all the people that I was meeting. Um started to do like scene organizing stuff. Like I started organizing tournaments, I started organizing the league night stuff. I started working directly with Updown to like do Killer Queen and promote Killer Queen stuff. Um and that actually took me to start working at up down. <laughs> I basically <laughs> started working at up down because I wanted to be closer to killer queen and like be more involved with the scene and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. So started working at up down basically like was kind of the figurehead of the Minneapolis scene among like, there there were you know a select group of of individuals that were willing to like do the heavy lifting with organizing the community aspects of the game. And so like I was part of that organization and we just like ran Killer Queen for like two plus years and eventually I started getting burned out at Updown because like service industry is like a really demanding uh field and i was putting all my spare time into like organizing and playing killer queen so um right around when i started to feel like i was getting burned out of up down i noticed that bumblebear had put a job opening on their site and uh it was actually on facebook like there was like a straight up job opening on facebook and like it (laughs) you could click on like a form and actually apply to the job through Facebook, which I had never seen before. Um, and so I did not like trust it at all to be like a thing that would actually matter. Yeah. That um, doesn't sound very official.
0: Yeah. <laughs> LinkedIn? I, Fuck LinkedIn. Yeah.
1: As people, <laughs> if anyone that knows Bumblebear knows, like not looking very official is kind of, was kind of the MO for the like aesthetic. a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so basically, all my time at Updown kind of prepared me for what they were looking for because when I was at Updown, I learned like a lot of stuff about building, maintaining, cleaning, uh, repairing, um, like everything from the top to the bottom about arcade cabinetry and arcade machines, and specifically. I had to get really familiar with the killer queen machine because killer queen players are the most particular uh, players of like any game. As far as like, if a joystick is slightly off, like if a button is slightly sticky, like man, you're there's like no way you're not hearing about it. So I got really good at fixing the killer queen cabinet. um, And I saw that Bumblebear was looking for somebody to help them with support specifically like helping uh people around the world like figure out what's going on with their machine and and all that kind of stuff so i just felt like oh this is like a totally natural fit so i applied and i had met nick and josh a couple of times the owners um and so yeah my application was basically like hey you know me uh and you've probably seen me from the minneapolis scene like in you know facebook and the killer queen verse or whatever and um yeah i got the job and it was interesting because like it's remote uh they're based out of new york um and so i worked at updown and bumblebear for a little while then got fully burnt out at updown and tried to transition to full-time at bumblebear and wound up having to they're they're such a small team, we're such a small team. They like couldn't afford to um hire me on full time and there wasn't really that much need. Um so I wound up juggling a couple of other jobs and working for BumbleBear and finally like as the company grew and as we uh did better and my need grew more apparent, uh I was able to go full time at BumbleBear and I've been full time with BumbleBear for almost it's like a, it's been like a year and a half, I think, almost two years. So wow. Yep. That's, that's the long story. Dude, that's a really insightful story. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: that's a cool story to see you kind of jump in with the game, like coming from loving it to actually working for it.
1: Yeah, thanks. Yeah. So I mean, what, yeah.
0: What is a what is a day like an average day look like for you as an employee of Bumblebear?
1: Um well, so because my job is kind of like three sides at this point. Um, it's basically checking the support database that we have, um, there's the, rather the support ticketing system that we have, um, seeing if there are any customers that are in dire need of support, whether it's like with a machine or whether it's with shipping or whatever, um, taking care of those, um. Right now, we are getting ready to build another batch of our Black Emperor arcade machine, and so I am working on coordinating parts acquisition with our guys in the warehouse and the manufacturing floor and then I also do social media for the company, so like thinking about content and posting content and like reblogging and reposting stuff. so I don't know that my average day at this point is kind of like whatever project is the highest priority that's what i put my time into and if if i get a support issue or something happens on social media i just kind of immediately address it or try to at least so yeah as far as like average amount of time per day or average activities per day it's actually pretty hard to 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 know like what's going on but i guess that's kind of the excitement of it is that like there's no one yeah there's no one job that is like that i'm constantly doing all the time um so it's like the best and worst part of it i suppose because sometimes it can be nice to just like go into your job and know exactly what you're going to be doing (laughs) and then do it and leave um but (laughs) yeah yeah totally the bar like the i mean going from teaching which like you never you never put that job down Going from teaching to working at a bar and just being like, you know, wash a bunch of glass, like fix this machine. OK, like wash this glassware. OK, and then you leave and then you're it's done. Like yeah, it's just
0: over your days. Like you don't have to think about it or worry about it anymore.
1: Yeah, that was really cool. And like I did like that a lot. But, you know, going to bed at like six in the morning and fuck that. Like, yeah. Waking it, up at three in the afternoon. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it just it's the was... worst sleep schedule. Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't hang like for for too long. And it's also just kind of like not uh like my end game, you know, so I was like, I as soon as I saw like my my stepping stone, like out, out through Bumblebear, I was just like, easy, you know? Yeah. So.
0: So in regards to Bumblebear, there is a new game coming out. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: yeah so um you know covid has really sh- shifted the landscape of the arcade scene um as i'm sure you know with galactic battleground yeah um, yep we're feeling the impact it's 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 tough because our our flagship game is a 10-player game that you need to play like shoulder to shoulder basically and Currently, there's like no real safe way to play it. Um, so in, in the we, we actually sat down as a company and, you know, Nick and Josh kind of gave it to us straight, which was the company is like pretty close to just needing to be on hiatus because no one's buying Killer Queen. No one's playing Killer Queen and there's no incentive for us to make Killer Queen. And that's kind of what our entire company was based around. Um, We do have Killer Queen Black, which is a digital version uh, developed in part with Liquid Bit. They're great um, and the game is great, but it's not enough to sustain our company. So it was like we were either shuttering our company or figuring something else out. And what we decided was we were going to try and uh, develop a game for playing at home Uh, that was built that we needed to get out quickly because we at this time, this was like a couple months ago, we had no idea how long COVID was going to last. Like, you know, if we had, if our country was like maybe able to handle it like a little bit better, like we were expecting quarantine to be over maybe potentially around like July or August, which seems kind of laughable now. But at the time that we were making the campaign, we were like, we know that we want to develop a game at home or for playing at home because people are quarantined. We know that we need to develop it fast because, you know, we don't know how long quarantine is going to last. Um, and you know, we want it to be using an existing IP that we have. So we developed a game called abs versus the blood queen. Um, it's a, it's a killer queen, like, uh, it's a killer queen platformer side-scrolling uh just like the arcade game um based in the same engine but there's like a light storyline to it and it's kind of got elements of an endless runner um where it's like points oriented um and it's got uh procedurally generated levels so it's meant to be played like over and over Um, We're kind of incorporating a lot of elements in, in games that we really like uh, for like a fun, quick kind of experience that uses your skills in killer queen. So that if, and when things open up again, not if, but like when things eventually open up again, you'll still feel like you were kind of keeping yourself warm a little bit. Like since it's built on killer queen arcades engine, you're still getting a similar experience it's just built for like single player at home. So that's the, that's the new project. We hit our Kickstarter, we hit our Kickstarter goal, um, which is great. And we owe a lot to our community for that. Um, but yeah, now we're in the phase of developing. So, so can you still like donate on Kickstarter still, or is that over with it's, it's over with, uh, the campaign is done we plan to release like most of our Kickstarter reward goals eventually on our shop. Like, because, you know, there are special marquees that we're developing for There's like special fight sticks that we're making as backing rewards. Mm -hmm. Um, And so those are still available for purchase, but uh, you can't actually donate to the Kickstarter anymore. So, okay.
0: So once it's out, it's out and people can purchase it on steam or whatever it's going to be on.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
0: What what platforms is that going to be on?
1: It's going to be on uh, Windows, Mac, and Linux for all the Linux users trying Earth to game them out. The way to go. Yeah,
0: it's what we use in the cabinet. It just flows a little bit better than Windows when it's on all day for days.
1: Totally, and days totally. Yeah.
0: So I'm hearing you talk a lot about the community. I mean, Killer Queen does always come back to the community uh what were some of your favorite community events i mean i know like personally i've been to a handful of uh conventions or tournaments Mm -hmm. um i made it to Queens gone wild down in uh, Fort lauderdale at glitch bar yep and bumble bash like bumble bash 4 was insane and i made it to the the minneapolis one like two years ago the i don't i think that was bumble bash 2 or something like that oh yeah yeah. your favorite
1: honestly uh Bumblebash one, I think, was my, the, f- the first Bumblebash was my favorite uh, Killer Queen event. Just Where was be- that one? That was in Austin, Texas. OK. Um, which like that w- that in and of itself was a point of contention because the Austin scene wasn't very developed. And so people were kind of like a little bit weary about, you know, there was no extra infrastructure with the scene like a pre existing scene to like help out um and it was the first national killer queen tournament it was the first bumble bash uh and it was also held in parallel with the big buck hunter world championships it was Hmm. on the same premises like in the same area uh because killer queen was a raw thrills like we we worked in partnership with raw thrills uh to develop our cabs for a little while and uh you know, Big Buck Hunter is a Roth rules asset as well. Yep, yep. So basically the scene was it was this tiny kind of like elegant bar in the outskirts of Austin, Texas. Uh, and on the inside, it was all Killer Queen. But then on the outside in the patio area, there was a pretty sizable patio area and that was all reserved for big the big buck hunter world championships so like on the inside you just had like a bunch of arcade nerds that played killer queen which is like it's a pretty diverse like as far as video games go killer queen has a relatively diverse demographic Mm -hmm. it's still not like anything to like be like yep we did it but uh you know Inside was all killer queen nerds. And then the outside was all buck hunter nerds. And like those (laughs) worlds are like very far apart. I feel as far as the cultures that, that hold like the bar culture that has killer queen and the bar culture that has big buck hunter in them. I mean, you can go to
0: pretty much any bar and play big buck hunter. Like, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So it was like, and I had never seen competitive buck hunter play. (laughs) So, like, it was so funny to go inside and, like, check out the first Killer Queen tournament because, like, it was absolutely just totally scrapped together. Like, no one knew what they were doing, really. Every I was a volunteer. And so, like, everyone was, like, flying by the seat of their pants and, like, setting stuff up. The Twitch stream was wild. Like, everyone was just (laughs) making it happen, you know? Like there was there were no expectations it was like this magical kind of since there was nothing to compare it to like it just was if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. no one was like oh you know last year they had like water stations set up all over the place and like oh there was there's like not food here or whatever it literally was just like oh there's like a jillion of us crammed into this tiny bar i am happy to be here like I, (laughs) i have no complaints um and then you walk outside and you get to watch competitive Buck Hunter, which is like absolutely fascinating. There were like live live concert performances. They had the guy that did the music for Buck Hunter, like do a do a show on stage <laughs> by himself. And, it's, it's, and literally it was literally just a dude with an electric guitar playing to a backing track like and he was just kind of like like just (laughs) big buck hunter theme song stuff and like they they had like booth babes and booth dudes (laughs) for buck hunter which is also like you forget that that's an element of the game too like all the loading screens they have like those shots of like booth babes basically so they were like walking around it was just like such a wild experience and so that will always be my favorite one because we were like innocent no one knew what was going on everyone was just like it was just like pure joy um the matches were hype you know it was yeah that was by far my favorite event
0: everybody's just there to have a good time and kind of see how it unfolds nobody knows what's gonna happen but it could be cool
1: yeah yeah totally so
0: being someone that's in the scene um, and obviously interested in indie games, what are some indie games that you're looking out for and what are some indie games that others may not know about? Like as we've been doing these interviews, um, I've learned about dozens of games that are produced um, that I had never heard of, but looked into and are really cool. Are there any that you know like
1: that? Um, so uh, there's a game called Verdant Skies that I have recently been turned on to that is really cool. And um, let's see, I've so I'm actually, my partner is uh, an illustrator for like a Minneapolis illustrator for video games. And so I've been getting a little bit more in touch with the uh, Minneapolis development scene, which is not huge, No, <laughs> um, not <really>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh as yeah, you guys know, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, we're, we're <laughs> part of that scene, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, verdant skies. Um, I actually just picked up the that itch. There are two of them. They're hu- the humble bundle, but sp- more specifically, there was the itch.io uh, bundle for racial justice that has like over a thousand games included on it, and they're all indie titles. Um, and so I, I picked that up, and I have to go through that because that list is incredible. And there were a ton of games that I have not played that I'm really curious about. Um, specifically, what is it? I think it's a, walk, a short walk through the woods or a hike through the woods. What is it? A hike? No, nope. I just Googled a hike in the woods and actually started looking at a hike in the woods. Like literally <laughs> someone talking to me, telling me about how to hike in the woods. So um, yeah, I'm a little woefully underprepared for this question right now. Um, but um, yeah, what are some of the other games that I was thinking about lately?
0: What are, what are some like indies that you've played that you think would really shine in an arcade cabinet?
1: Ooh, wow. Um,
0: because, I mean, that's the big thing right now is if, if all these arcades come back and we have this resurgence again with barcades and how popular they were getting, um, people are going to get sick of, like, not to bash on the old games or anything because they are amazing and there's a lot of nostalgia there. But people will want something new eventually. So what's something that you've played that you think would be, like, really, really cool in an arcade cap?
1: So I've, I've like, legitimately thought about building this one a million times over. And I'll say it every time. Uh I would love a Nidhog cabinet so hard. Um, I don't know if you guys have played Nidhog. I have not. I, I think I know what you're talking about. It's a, it's a side-scrolling. Uh, it's a 2D, like, pixel art, very stylish um, sword fighting game.
0: Oh, yeah, and you, Oh, like- this <laughs> looks cool. Yeah, it's, dude. It's kind of like stick, stick Fight, but it's a little different. Yeah, it's... Each other
1: it's like you basically your sword you can hold your sword at three heights low medium and high and um you can the 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 idea is that uh the game starts and the screen is locked and you're both in neutral and the person that gets the first kill is supposed to run towards their side of the goal and uh as long as it's you, as long as it's your turn to run, like the screen will shift with you as you as you move towards the goal. Um, and if you get killed, now your opponent gets to run, and so they run the other way towards their side of the goal. and so it just is like this tug of war where you're just sword fighting and trying to stop each other from making progress on the screen um, until you make it to the goal that I think that would be like a fantastic. Uh, cabinet game, but that's been an indie like for I think like that's been out like on Steam and stuff for I think like eight years. Um, so that's yeah. a two
0: player game, I'm assuming, yeah. It's, yep, okay. yep,
1: that's two capped it two. They made a second one, but uh, artistically, I'm not like as much of a fan, so I would still it's, probably make yeah, like the first it one. it looks
0: really gross, honestly. yeah,
1: which was kind of like the point, I guess, but. I don't know. It's like a weird, like Ren and Stimpy meets like Burton Ernie. Everyone looks like a weird <laughs> fucked up version of like Burton Ernie from Sesame Street, which well, it looks like know. they
0: really, really picked up the graphics in the second one. Like the game looks, it's got the same aesthetic, but it just feels so different.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's a bold it's like decision. going from an
0: eight bit to like a 64 bit. Like,
1: yeah. And it, and it's, when you make a jump that bold, like basically your audience is like, I either like it or I hate it, you know? So I kind of respect them for having the vision, um, enough to commit to it, but I don't know. Um, other games that I think would be cool. Do you guys ever play duck game? Like duck hunter? No, it's just called duck game. It's a, it was actually developed or it was actually published by adult swim. Um, I I can't remember what developed who developed it, but uh, it's a four player. It's up to four, and it's kind of like a weird two D Smash Brothers. But the kicker is that um, like you only get one hit, so you're all like Hope you ducks. get shot,
0: you die.
1: Yeah, okay. And it's it's like games games can end like a round rather you play like matches comprised of rounds and rounds can last like 15 seconds depending on okay. how quickly things happen um that would be rad gosh I'm trying to think
0: yeah, yeah that would know. be rad it looks kind yeah, of that, fun. that looks cool we should it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh dude yeah totally i would i would play duck on or duck game anytime i love duck game um yeah i don't know that's those are two those are two ones that come to mind i mean i've literally fantasized about making the nidhogg cabinet like so many times dude, over the course of my I life i might be down <laughs> you should
0: just do it dude wanna yeah, do it? i
1: know i know you want to do it <laughs> why not <laughs> i mean literally do like, it <laughs> literally you can just take you can take like an intel NUC and and like build like you take like an intel NUC uh to like two control two control settings with like a stick and two buttons um and then a monitor you're pretty much set with with housing is it you like know? what like for Nidhog? like would you
0: change anything about the game or is the game just perfect the way it is
1: i think the game is per i think the game is perfect it's 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 just like it's my kind of aesthetic where like it's really silly and just about anyone can play it and you're usually laughing while you play it. And if you want to take it seriously, you can like, it's got the depth for it, mm-hmm. but like, it's not like, you know, it doesn't like make you feel bad for not being bad at it. Like it's, it's accessible and it's fun and you can pick it up and immediately start having fun with it. And then you can put it down and it's like, it's fine. You know? Yeah i think those are the those are the games that i personally am more attracted to these days is like i don't want to only play games with like my hardcore gamer friends i like want to be able to play games with like people that aren't necessarily super good at games but can understand games you know like i like things that are accessible i guess um like low skill gap yeah like like high skill ceiling but like high skill ceiling low but entry. low low barrier to entry yeah exactly like the the less that i have to spend because i mean killer queen or killer queen arcade is like it actually can be pretty intimidating for people to to, to get into it at first and so you know
0: yeah, i mean it's a, it's a very fast paced game i mean a lot's going on and if you don't know everything that's going on you can really miss something important
1: yeah and and after being involved in it for a long time like there's kind of a lot of guidance that needs to happen, like from other players to really get people to understand quickly. Um, And so I think like taking a lot of lessons from uh, that, from being in killer queen for so long. um, I just like my game. I like my games to just like be fun for the most amount of people possible, which I know is like, uh seems like an obvious statement but you know like when you look at when you look at a game like dota or you look like you know when you look at most of your mobas or like fighting a lot of your high level fighting games and stuff like that it's like those games take a long period of investment to like get really familiar with and then they start like paying off in huge dividends because there's something special about playing a really high skill game with other high skilled players like that is really fun in and of itself but it yeah yeah it's a like, lot of it's true competition yeah but, yeah you have to be dedicated
0: otherwise you can't get to that point of actually being in that upper echelon of competition
1: right and it, and
0: it also like that type of community too it's mad toxic like regardless of like how good you are or how bad you are it's
1: just, like, it, ca- it can be i mean it doesn't ha- i don't think that it has to be i i but i think that you it, will
0: encounter some elitists at some point. In time. Yeah.
1: I think like the, the more. Hmm. I'm trying to be careful about like what I'm just <laughs> saying, but it's like, I think the the, the more important it is for you to be good at the game, like the more you're going to run into that kind of behavior. Cause like right. people, you know, there's like a lot of gatekeeping and stuff that goes on in video games. And like, you know, when it comes to high skill stuff, like people enjoy being the best and, if it's difficult to be the best like it's just the people that are sitting there at the top like get used to sitting at the top and that kind of develops its own set of like you know difficulties if you're not careful about being inclusive and stuff so yeah totally that's why Do i you like
0: guys... Queen so much
1: yeah me too <laughs> did you ever <laughs> did you guys ever play crawl crawl no oh no. dude Crawl is crawl is a game that I would shove into a machine too. Um, basically, the the short version of it is like uh, you're all you all start out as humans in a dungeon, and your goal is to level up. Everyone's goal is to level up to level ten and defeat the boss of the dungeon and escape. But the tr- the twist is that everybody starts out in this room in the beginning, and they have to fight to the death. And the only person, the last person standing it starts out as the hero and everybody else becomes a ghost and the ghosts can inhabit different monsters and items in the dungeon. And you all try and kill the hero. Um, And if you kill the hero, you become the hero. Mm. And as the hero, you can only like your goal is to defeat monsters, explore the dungeon, hit level 10 and then escape. And so the entire game is all three there's like three of your opponents are actively trying to kill you using everything that they have at their disposal in the dungeon and one person is trying to like overcome all the obstacles kill all the monsters um and then the final boss in every dungeon is like a a thing that is controlled with all three players at once so It's, like, super cool. It's, like, one of my favorite games. Like, for instance, like, the final boss. One of the final bosses is, like, this giant tentacle monster where one person controls this, like, giant blood laser. One person controls its tentacles. And then another person controls this other, like, bubble attack that it has. Um, And so, like, it just creates this really wild kind of, like, you versus everyone thing that's constantly shifting, and like every game is so like fun, and when if you if you win, it's like oh, it's such a good mm, such a good feeling. It kind of sounds like it would have
0: that same energy that like a game of Mario Party would have. Like yeah. everybody kind of at the end is like gunning for one person because they yep. know they're gonna win.
1: Yep yeah that's it's and it also is kind of like mario party where it's all fun and games and everyone's having a good time until like the last five turns right in which everyone's like yo fuck this game fuck you like <laughs>
0: who are you gonna screw over what's yeah are you gonna steal? like
1: totally <laughs> crawls crawls the same way where like it's all fun and games but then when someone gets to the final boss everyone's like oh no oh no well, like, it's on. yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> for
0: sure well i think we're gonna wrap it up here um Chaco, give us a shout out on any social media you feel like, whether it's Bumblebear, your own stuff. I know you make music too. Just shout them out.
1: So uh, Twitch, SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, they're all slash Dexter Chaco. So twitch.tv slash Dexter Chaco, Instagram.com slash Dexter Chaco, whatever, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's all Dexter Chaco. Um, that's where you can find me. I live stream music and um I have a music video that I'm about to put out uh hopefully this weekend. So that's kind of what I'm up to. So yeah. Thank you so much Word. for having me on. It's yeah, been, yeah. been great. For, it's been Thanks a for coming out. on, man. Awesome yeah. chatting
0: with you. It's it's cool to dive a little bit deeper into Bumblebear because I, I didn't really even know how you guys operated.
1: Yeah. I mean it's it's like when when it comes to and a lot of indie companies, you know, you're you, it's just like a, a small number of people and you wind up having to wear a bunch of hats a lot of the time and doing things that you that might be a little bit outside of your wheelhouse. But it's like, ultimately, it's kind of rewarding to to create something with with like small teams of dedicated people, which is why, you know, I really enjoy being part of the company. Um, totally so. understand that yeah (laughs) yeah
0: well thanks for coming on man uh we'll definitely have you on again soon and i really look forward to speaking to more of the bumblebear guys
1: awesome yeah thanks for having me take care
0: you too peace out